Have you ever had an idea for a podcast or audio series, but never followed up on it because you don't know where to start? Global Village is here to help turn your dream into reality. From expert scripting and seamless production to high-quality audio and visual recording, we make podcasting simple, even remotely from our virtual studio. Whether you're looking to captivate podcast listeners or reach a broader audience on social media, we have the tools and expertise to amplify your voice across all platforms. Don't wait any longer. Email us at info at globalvillage.studio and let's bring your podcast to life together. Aya, tell us, who was the, the person you met at the event? Were you excited? Oh, um, I met Shodi, you know, um, one of the best hype Shout out to Shodi. Yeah, shout out to Shodi. I met your guy, Osage's uh, guy. Only truth. Guy. Did you Neptune? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Only <laughs> truth. Yeah. Shout out to DJ Neptune. I also met... Um, OJ, I don't even know OJ from Oh, he's now with TVC. He's now with TVC. OJ. Yeah, OJ. yeah. OJ, uh, yeah. Since when, bro? Since, since oh, for like years, bro. years now. In fact, that it's very possible that he has been longer at TVC than he was at APTV. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's more possible. It's more possible then. Yeah, more possible. Um, I met a couple of people that I don't know, but some of them know me, and I think we've met before, so I don't know how that is yeah, possible. I now. just said so hi. You used to people knowing you, you not, you not knowing them. Come on now. I'm not. I'm not. I'm a civil. See, bro. I'm a. I'm oh, an no. intern. I'm an intern. Please, I don't know all about that. Oh, okay. You 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 just had people running up to you and saying hi. Yeah, like ah, it was a long time. Ah, remember that time? I'm like, I just been nodding my head. Yeah, that's true. And I don't know where I met these people from. No, that's dope. That's dope. Yeah. Shout out to you. That's dope. You know, um, and, and stay safe. How many yeah. of them were women? It's a lonely man. Thank you very much. Only man. Masculine brotherhood. Only truth. Yeah, because that place where they do that event. Um, uh, if you see the kind of consignment where boys are pulling, I said, no, this, is, this will be bad for my bank balance. Let me just leave this place in peace. Thank you very much. Well, you still had one or two, you know, women reach out to you now. Don't do that now. Which women? No, I'm focused on the job. I'm 100% professional. <laughs> I don't make business with pleasure in Afrobeats. Unlike uh, some. I'm not saying that was what went down. I'm not saying that's what went down. I'm just saying, you know, you had other, other than men, you had other, maybe women, ladies who reached, who came and stepped up and said hi to now. Not so at this event. Why this event? Event? Oh, was not like missing from this event and they didn't come to say hi. Okay. Are you, are you in a relationship right now? You have to know. I, mean, I don't know, bro. Maybe it's the, it was the venue, but I don't know. I just did my thing. Or maybe it's the location I was in. You know, it wasn't okay. like, you know, main, no. main center. So, I don't know. Yeah. Also, there was an after party. So, I guess most of them kept doing the after party, which I left. You know, I just did like 10 or 15. I did like 30 okay. minutes in the after party, then I bounced. This are you, are you in a relationship right now? Not that I'm aware of. <laughs> what does that mean? It's, some people might say, but me, I don't know. I'm not aware that I'm in a relationship. 
two, you are single right now. That's what you are saying. Single as a Pringle, yes, sir. When did you become single? When did your last relationship end? Also, I get your so, 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 we're checking what to check. Want to check There's a reason why we're asking. Invasive, sir. Let's just... Just answer. Don't want to get first. We'll tell you. Why don't you check? We'll tell you. You just answer. We'll tell wow. You so you're in a relationship Okay, early, early in the year. Wow. What happened? Oh, Steve, do you take me as a monk or something? I don't understand. Okay. What happened? Jack Martin, so and I don't do long distance, so everybody go be. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um uh, we don't do long distance because of the distance or the um with the uh, distance. Is the distance. I don't I can't I can't function with the distance. Well, oh, what was your question, I, please? No, my, I'm, I'm now worried that, you know, for someone like you with a complex mind... Uh, my know, mind no complex for that one. No. My mind is very simple. <laughs> as, I, as I see you, as I see you, please. <laughs> Sin is believing. I beg you, no, of God. Oh, what I know the yesterdays that touch. <laughs> I beg you. What is the main... What is the main problem with the time with the with the distance relationship? What's the main issue? Well, not, is it okay, not, 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 not. Love language, once physical once intimacy. Physical intimacy. Physical intimacy. Physical intimacy. I am repeating. Don't let Steve steal my words. Physical intimacy. Thank you. I get it. I understand. I get it. I get it. No okay. No okay. Okay. I get it now. Okay. No. No problem. No problem. Yeah. So. So can I ask you a question? Yes, sir. What then happens, um, when you, you know, you you get married? If you, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not saying, I'm not saying if you, I'm not. There's no pressure, right? Yeah. But like, if you were to get married to somebody, and then the person had to probably go do their BSc or MBA, and they had to be out of the country for a period of time yeah what would then happen i can take that one because you know um obviously since i already made the decision to marry you and you know take an oath that is a cross i'm willing to carry that one is definite but nobody say we never marry and i will not be you now put another luggage on me no 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 it's not done like that but with marriage obviously yes you have to now have to <laughs> make that sacrifice sorry know. for the laughs okay understood you're saying Thank you. this person is in this 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 person's travel wasn't uh, for for no, 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 no. It's, you know it was buaronomics that you know I guess buaronomics that yes that led okay to so that. permanent relocation yeah 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 okay and so this also means that you probably didn't love this person enough to still be in this relationship right I I don't think we 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 crossed that benchmark or Rubicon so. I just decided to, let's not deceive ourselves, you know, at the end of the day. Okay. What if this person was to, for some reason, like come back to, into the country and say they are not relocating anymore? Who does that? I was like, how many people do that come back and say they're not relocating anymore? Now, see, I believe in miracles. What okay. if you repair the then economy? It, it is what it is. If you, can, if you can continue from there, then it's fine. If you can't, then it's all good. Okay, okay. Just, just wanted to check in. Thank you just very much. To... All right, Steve. Not as interesting as Zion's week now. It's just boring. I just the house, my brother. Just the house. Just the house. I just the house. I just the house. 
My week was boring, please. Journalism, they go. That's the house. It's, it wasn't an Afrobeat week. Hmm? Just the... You didn't go to... Um, Did I go house? to... No, 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 I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> you didn't go to Obi's house this week? I didn't go. I didn't. Obi's, Obi's back, have you? And Obi's uh, back. Uh, Obi's back now. We are in... Please, in September now. Every Monday. Before, before October, I'll, Monday, do that, I'll do Obi's house one, no, every one, Monday. one night again. Uh, okay, I, let's, let's go now. Let's go Please, now. When you are going, let me know. Thank you. We can go now. We can go and hang out on all these Mondays. Yeah. It's, always, it's always fun. No? Yeah, a lot of people fun. always, you know, come and, come and talk to me about Lustock, you know, ask yeah, of Asagi, ask of Ayo, so ask of Tolani, all these Afrobeats people. And you know, now me, I was, I, I, I was never in this industry. Now, I just drag my leg come out <laughs> so, I don't know why they think I'm, I'm, I was in the industry, you know. No so no they only just come and just you know form gist and conversation. And me, I'm not interested in. I'm not. I'm not an industry guy now. Now, now, now. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why they don't know the difference between, you know, I and you guys. You know, so that's the only frustrating part about the about going out in Lagos. You know, seeing music industry people and them acting as if I'm one of them. You know, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's uh, it's not like it's not the fun. Right? I don't again, like it. Man, there. You know, I still have to like talk to people and you know, you know, just be relatable. But Afrobeats, but Afrobeats people the time, and they always deal with bodies. Those Afrobeats guys, they always deal with bodies. Mm. You know, so they just they talk. <laughs> that is why I like Afrobeats. I love Afrobeats events. The bodies ah. are always represented. Yeah, Master yeah. eating bodies. Are always in the house. Hi. It, it gives a it gives a certain kind of uh, what do you call it? A certain kind of. Uh, I met okay. ice there once, and yeah. So we were just passing by, just pushed no, from a little bit. I said, "How far now?" So, so just turn, I just turn, I just, I just waved at him. You know that kind of attention. The body bodies will come to look like say you be one kind guy. You know they come the, you know those bodies they come to sit down, they come to come near you as if. <laughs> I was just the last. It is what you never do. You never do to the apple. Might give you this too. Might give you. That was really funny because when the last Christmas we tell me, I just saw some of them just coming to the conversation. For my mind, I'm like, yeah, we will stay there for. Go on. Could just go and look for another person so that your night will not waste. <laughs> you don't understand. <laughs> 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 now fintech carry me come here. Now fintech, I go. Well, you know, see what you just said now has happened to me before. I, I, I know now. Sitting like, behind you, I was sitting, sitting behind you, Daddy. I might came. I might greet you. I think one day, I think they were three. I think they were three. Just MI is one day. MI, Ice Prince, and one day. Three. I can't remember the third person. Ice Prince. I, I know who are you? I remember. I remember. At one point, one baby just got up and said, Please, who are I remember, you? I was sitting behind you. I was, I was sitting behind you. <laughs> so, who are you? This is actually, I just say, Ah, I said, wow. Please, I'm just an internet. That's happened to me at uh, Obi's house. Yeah, the good beach was Pataranki. No, no uh, yeah, it was Pataranki. Wow. And wow. immediately, this brief conversation happened. Ah, just too bad. It's just gone. Hey, hi, what's up? Are you, are you, are you in music? <laughs> I said no. 
No, I don't mind. <laughs> I'll say yes. I'm... <laughs> I said no, I love the music. Oh, that was why I was just laughing, bro. The vanity in Lagos. Eh? Yeah, yeah, that's it. I did ask my brother. I did ask. I did ask. But before oh, October, no, I, would, I would love to do it's crazy again. Fun. I love Obi's house. It's my favorite place to to go. Like out, like hang out. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Just like it's just yeah, too late cool on Tuesday, I'll just wake up again. They walk. So that's why I don't. Oh, you know? But anyhow, what's in the wire, Enough of us. What's up? How was the week? Hmm? Is it? Ah, no, no. You have to be done now. I don't tire for my... No, I don't done. tire for the conversation. Because my week was boring. Nothing happened. It's just capitalism. No, no. Right, see, right, no, no, hold okay. on now. Hold on. I, I'm talking about. No, 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 you have to book it. You have to is it, book it. Is it free you entry? It you just, you know, go in and have fun. How do you get in access? Yes, please. You have to book a table. How many yeah. tables are at, 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 at Hard Rock? No, no. At the venue. People enter, people enter for free. Sure. They're quite, they're no, quite you have to book a table. Um, yeah. But people still come for free. Sure. Yeah. People, can, people can just randomly walk in, but I know that mostly you have to stay also just get people. I don't randomly walk in before because I know, say, if I go, I will see person where I know will just form G's that can sit in there, you know, something like normal level, you know, yeah. So, yeah, yep, yes, sir. Okay, all right, thank you, thank you for that. Um, that, uh, Deep dive into Lagos um, subculture or the uh, night culture. Whatever. But I think, I, well, yeah, sorry, I think, aunt, I think know, it's um, you book it. I think from a certain about, time, I think 12 midnight is free after 12. I think so. I can't, I can't remember. I think after 12, I think from after 12 is free, but before 12, it's just by re- reservation. That's how I think about That's how I know it. I'm not, you know. Me, I just walk in there just because you know, I don't give me level now. So anywhere I go in this lake, nobody can, nobody can chase me. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Thank you for that um, deep dive into the Lagos nightlife culture. And I just want to say that you guys are already looking <laughs> the benefits of Afrobeats. Oh, Thank you. No, 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 I never buy CLA 250. This is the motherfucking thanks you get. Take it. It's bouncing bonner. It's bouncing bonner. Not the bonner. You reap the benefits of Afrobeats. Oh. My week was good. Thank you very much for asking. Um, I am working with um, some... So on the, on the podcast side, right, we've been doing some work with um, some clients. And it's interesting to see how um, inspired, energetic, and creative you know, young Nigerian women are when it comes to putting our content and how um, passionate, that's the word, 
passionate they are, you know, in ensuring that is popular. I think there's, you know, compared to the guys I've worked with, guys just want it out. Like, hey man, get this thing done. Let's let's, let's put it out. But the women are, these women we're working with, the young women, they are very, very, very meticulous with how they want the content to be perceived, you know, and it was just interesting for me to see that. So yeah, Nana and I were working on it. We had some, you know, audio sessions where we were listening to um, the final output of what we wanted to create and we're editing and all that. So that was the highlight of my week and I very much enjoyed it. So shout out to to the ladies. Once the podcast is available, would uh, mm, we'll give them Congrats. a shout I'm out. I'm proud of you podcast, and these ladies and Nana. Nice. I'm, no, no, I'm proud of you and the ladies. No, no, no. We draw that. And he's <laughs> owing me something. Okay, because Nana messed up the audio the last time. Yeah. Oh yeah, your clip for your mic. <laughs> at this case, at this. You need to track me. No, I ain't go track me. By the time I send that, send send that an SOS on him. At this for bit. this city. No. Oh, we no try, we no. No shit, bella we. No try, we no. Bella we. My brother suffering the talk like that. I'm very good. It's just a hot. The block is hot. I'm very good. Oh, good. The block is hot. Dana, not be you. No, no, no. Sure, you are no, no, no. Maybe now you the first fine sir. They can't use it locate now. This this podcast is a public for oh, man. I know the deal. But quick shout out to um everybody listening to this podcast. Um every week I get feedback from di- people from different regions of the world, and it is mind-blowing how we don't even know the effects. We don't know how far, we don't know the impact of this podcast. But every week I am reminded, you know, I met up with someone today who told me that, you know, there's a young lady living in, you know, in somewhere in Europe who is a big fan of the podcast and has been listening to the podcast then and listening to it now. And, you know, you you just don't know at times. And that's why I think, you know, we, we need to be careful at times too, you know, the things we say. We can say it as jokes and bans, but people really do listen to this podcast and um some people take actions from things we say. Some people are inspired by the things we do. Um so, you know, inadvertently we are somewhat role models. And even if you don't want to consider yourself a role model, but you are, you know, because you have thousands and right now, hundreds of thousands of listens and downloads, right? We've crossed the 200,000 download mark, I believe, on Loose Talk. And that's a lot of people who've downloaded the podcast and people who listen to the podcast on a monthly basis. We, ha- we have over, um, I believe, over 5,000, about 5,000 listeners every month. That's That's a lot. So... We can't see the impact from where we stand because we just record this thing and put it out and everybody moves back to their business. But there are people out there and I just want to say I appreciate everybody that listens to this podcast. And um, yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening. Um, We're working on something where you can actually support us. And I know I've said this a million times, but like 
I think we're ready to do it now. Guys, what is the weirdest feedback you've got from the podcast? I said just just because so because people listen to the podcast and because oh you people are role models, we should stop having fun. We should not joke again. We should always be serious. That's what I was trying to say. No, that's what you said now. No, that's not what I'm saying. No. What I'm just saying should just recognize the impact and the effect of what we have. And I think so far so good. Right. So every interestingly, like I think seventy percent of the people I talk to or that listen to podcasts, you are even their favorite uh, co-host. Right. Everybody says like Ayo, you know this already, right? Everybody says, Oh, yeah. Steve is my favorite, Steve is my favorite, you know, and all that. So I think okay. I think the message here is just like do you, be you, but still just remember that no, they are people, people are touching my life whose lives so. you are touching. It's it. it's a two with all right. Pause, 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 pause. Why ah, is it because I was pause? It's not a possible thing now. So you like people you like people touching you, okay. Sorry, whatever flesh of words. All right, let's get into this farm meal. So farm meals, guys, we we're also working on a farm meal episode. So a lot of you have written, we have like lots of lots and lots of families right and some are dated back to like the missing greenwood issues some people are still talking about cooking do you understand and we're not going to read wow. most of that on this on this episode so we have a family episode where guys when are we recording let's commit to it when are we recording this family episode we can do the next one now if there's no wahala in this country again we can do the next one we can do the next one. Cool. All right. So the next episode is fan mail episode, and we can just read all the fan mails. But I'll start this one with um, Osato EDK. Shout out to Osato EDK. Um, what up, Giants? What's good, Osags? AOT2 and the lead researcher, Steve. I hate how people have just like branded Steve as the lead researcher. And Narrative. Kind of, yeah. And, and, you know, everybody just says lead researcher, Steve, you know. And, and that's how narratives are just shaped and formed, formed and shaped, you know. And it's, it's painful to see that everybody writing is just, you know, going with it. It's quite painful. Um, listen, I put off writing for in for I put off writing in for a minute, but the last episode gingered me. I am Osato EDK, radio presenter, podcast enthusiast, and overall audio connoisseur. I swear that's the first time I'm using that word in written text in at least a year. But I'm like, but I am like that chap. Um, I want to dive right into it, but first, I'd like to also thank you so much for the new iteration of the pod. The topical insights, the live gems, and measured conversations are some of the highlights of my week, and I'm grateful for your consistency. Last time I wrote into the pod was during the notorious episode in the first iteration <laughs> of the pod. I was so happy Osags read it out. Omar, we shall know how that episode went down, and now the now the file only exists on the dark web and it will remain there. <laughs> around Bonner Boy's uh, silly and dangerous comments on Afrobeats. I've heard stronger adjectives. I have stronger adjectives to use, but Sag said we should be civil. So, anyways, when I first saw the clip the night on the Tuesday before the album dropped, I really wanted to say, uh, maybe this was taken out of context, but now Bonner. Of course, he said some ignorant stuff to the foreign press. I knew I had to get into, into, into it on my radio show in Abuja the 
the following morning. So I did my journalistic due diligence and watched the full 44-minute interview and had small hopes for better context. context. But alas, no be born again. I'm happy a lot of knowledgeable cultural writers and media professionals did their bit to check the dangerous narrative, but we have to kill it entirely. There are stands and foreign consumers of Afrobeats who, who would take Bernard seriously, and it's scary the kind of influence he has as a pop star, especially how with how irresponsible he gets when speaking on things he really doesn't have a range to tackle. So we must check him at every chance. I just want to wrap up and and say I tried, guys. I tried to separate the artist from the art, but I know fit. His terrible character has put me off his music entirely, and this is me, who even my radio show listeners know was an unapologetic fan. It is a shame that such a talented and gifted person just isn't as smart as you'd hope and fails to really educate himself on these things you can tell damn shame i haven't bumped the album share of course the singles will make it onto the radio show but as a fan of afrobeats i can't bring myself to give him my naira and cobble that clearly means nothing to him he should enjoy his time in the sun and hope history is kind to him that's from osato edk shout out to osato edk um this is one of the i, I can start to call him you know, a young OG in the radio and audio space. Um, and I know he's he's worked for Sound City. I don't know where you currently work, but I know he's based in Abuja now and he's doing amazing things. So you guys can check him out on social media and then follow him through there. Um, I just want to say, Osato, please go and listen to the Bonner Boy album because it's a dope album. <laughs> you know, like beyond this, it's actually a good album. And I think it's in one of my... It's in the top range in um on the list of all Bonner boys albums is 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 up there i think it's like a top three Bonner album that's for misha what do you guys think about sato's email well i feel that and i kind of understand why you're emotional but you should also learn to separate the artist from his uh or the artist's music from his personality especially the fact that you're an oep and what you do is for thousands and mil- or hundreds of thousands of millions of you uh, listeners out there so you have to separate it at the end of the day, you know. If you're in the music space like that, especially in the broadcasting sector, in the media space, you know, people always want to listen to Bonner and you just have to give them Bonner music at the end of the day. Or they want insights on Bonner's latest song or his latest album and you have to give like expert views and opinions. So at the end of the day, you know, your personal feelings hang it on the door and when you step into the studio, recording studio, you have to do what you have to do at the end of the day. But thank you for doing your research and educating people out there that, you know, what he said was wrong and not factual. You know, a lot of OAPs won't do that. They just go with, you know, hey, Bonner is the hot guy and I don't go against him. But shout out for you to do, for you, for you doing your due diligence. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, very well said and I agree with you. Um, but I think, like you said, you know, he's in a position where you still have to be able to review um, and share with the world what you think about, you know, some certain topics, even though you might not be the biggest fans of of those people. I think a, a parallel um, conversation or a parallel scenario now might be, you know, um, Volisho Inka's recent comments about, you know, what has happened um, pre-election and post-election rights and how i see how people on social media uh, are 
somewhat confused, you know, marrying the idea of Wole Shunika as they have known him, you know, through his books and who he, who he is versus some of the comments he has made and how they differ on his political ideologies. Do you get what I mean? They're like uh, the, the same Wole Shunika. And I'm, you know, my own feedback there is that, yeah, people are complex. That's number one. Yeah. Number two. You know, some people can do like, you know, in your eyes, from your perspective, can be like the greatest authors or the greatest creators, and they might not agree with your own ideologies, right? I mean, mm -hmm. this is a bit different from like what Bonner said. I think it's clear that what Bonner said about Afrobeats not having substance is quite wrong, right? And he spoke from like, and you know, an uninformed perspective, right? So that's one thing. I'm just saying, you know, that creators are they will disappoint you, you know. Not to say Bolshevik doesn't have a right to have his own political ideology or his own opinion. I'm just saying they might not, they are celebrities, but they are also human beings and they are going to have contradicting views or they are going to, um, they, are, they, are, they are not going to be perfect through your, through, through your, you know, your lens, so to say. And that happens to like everybody and that's, you know, that, We've gotten it on this podcast where people have written and said, Oh, I don't agree with your views, or I was disappointed with your take. And that is one of us. Most times it's either me or Steve, right? And I mean, Anaya, you had your fair share as well. And yeah, you will be disappointed because I probably am not going to agree with you all the time. So same thing with um with some of the most popular people we've known, right? Didi is one of the biggest um 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 personalities when it comes to like urban music and all that right but there's a side of him that you mm. probably right <laughs> yeah you get what I'm saying so, dark side, yeah yeah but so but how do you marry that how do you marry that you know relationship of or how do you marry that idea of somebody who has done so much right and then there's the side of that person that's you don't really agree with, or you you are not you are not. Uh... It's, so it's life. You can't you can't you can't agree with anybody hundred percent. If you do if you do that, that means you are lying to yourself, you know. And it's good that you brought up the Diddy conversation because Diddy for me was like my icon. Everybody that grew up in hip hop in the nineties, we know what Diddy did. Man, it was unbelievable what he did. He just ran the industry, monopolized the industry. But there's a dark side to his business at the end of the day, and you know you just have to take it the way it is. Every art, every celebrity every icon every known person in this world has a dark side whether it be gandhi obama uh, mandela everybody has a dark side so you just have to make peace with that look human beings are not perfect they're complex take what you like from them and use it like yeah, as a life yeah, lesson yeah, for you i, I think it's, it's it's that intelligence it's that empathy and understanding of what what we are as humans we are all flawed right like there's, there, although there's a line, right? But you shouldn't expect everyone to be perfect, you know? So... Yeah, there's a line. I think, I think yeah, exactly. That's, that's, that's a line is clear line. Yeah. So apart from these obvious lines, right? Although in this hour today, it might not be too obvious, but they should, we should treat everyone with a level of grace, right? Um, especially if we claim to be religious as we claim to be, right? Um, if we're religious as we claim to be, because... All religion, there's this concept called forgiveness and second chances, right? So, um, yeah, it's it's um, it's unfair to hold people to 
a certain place where you don't expect them to be flawed is unrealistic for anybody in the world you know so that's it who's that person that you love so much and then you see the flawed side of him and you're a bit disappointed um two people actually um um didi and kanye west i think more with kanye west because i saw kanye west as the perfection like i've never heard a producer be so good rapping the way he is and his production was just out of this world then you know the other half of his career i know we said it in the former version of, uh, of loose talk where i was like bro kanye is going off the rails and it's gotten worse to where he started saying the whole nazi thing and the whole hitler thing but at the end of the day man do i still listen to good do i still listen to um graduation um you know late registration you know all those i listen to everything my beautiful dark twisted fantasy even the latest albums i listen to it because you know what a genius is a genius but there's a dark side to the genius as well so you just have to embrace what you like and just do away with what you don't like yeah yeah um, steve what about I, you i mean if you put it that way i mean i'm a huge fan of chris brown um so um yeah he, he beat up his girlfriend which is a a very terrible thing to do. But I feel that, bro, this thing has been, this is 20, 2009, 2009, February to 2009. Like, we shouldn't be talking about it again. Like, it's, it's done, it's dusted. I think he has paid for it. He went to jail for it. So, you know, I feel that he has paid for his crime and he should be allowed to move on. That's what I feel personally. Um, but I don't even get into, into that whole conversation, bro. I just listen to his music and, and go home and go to my, I mind my own business. I don't even join... I don't even argue anybody. The thing is, I don't even debate it with anybody. I don't have any cause to do that because you might have your own threshold. That might be the line, your own line, you know. So it's fine. That's not my own line. That's not the line I'm going to drop an artist that or an eighteen-year-old, um, an eighteen-year-old, you know, had a show with his girlfriend and you know he put hands on her, right? And you know what he was remorseful about it, and I think he has to an extent paid for it because. He ultimately led him to to serve time in, in prison. So, you know, it's not it's not a conversation I, I I I've had in public or I've ever debated with anybody. And there's no need for a debate if you don't if you can't listen to him. Oh, fine. But me, I'm listening to him. You know, so that's it. Yeah. Did, wait. You, did Chris Brown go to jail for that, or did community service? Also, like some. So he was on probation. While he was on probation, he I think he went on. He went for. A, he was coming out from a club in DC. A man tried to he said a man tried to kiss him, he punched the man. So that means he, he had violated the probation, do you get? And uh, I think he was sent to rehab. He didn't he couldn't stay in rehab. Then the judge now said, Go to jail. I think he said like two he stayed two months in jail or something like that. You know, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think mine was like Michael K. Williams, right? The actor popular yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah like i didn't know he was you know addicted to drugs i i, I had no idea but that's so yeah. so um, so the drug thing is different so the, so anyway, the drug thing is confusing to me because when someone is addicted mm -hmm. to drug i don't see it as a crime right because no, we know no, that it's, it's illegal yeah it's not it's, yeah. it's addiction addiction is yeah i see it as a mental health addiction is a mental health thing is something we should be very sympathetic about not judgmental about and i am i am actually i'm not judgmental yeah. about it but yeah, I, I didn't see him through that like i saw him as a strong black man yeah. you know who was like one of the best actors i know and then i had no idea you know he was addicted to like heroin and then he died uh, you know because the thing was laced with fentanyl 
And yeah. I had no idea. You know, and I was just like, wow, I never saw him through that light. You know, almost like demystified. Oh, okay. I think they've sent us the guy that sold him the sharp sharp. Yeah, they found the guy. The sharp, sharp. Found the guy. They don't play with that in Yankee. Yeah. The same the, the, the person who also sold fentanyl list, um, I don't know what kind of drug to Mac Miller. They Mac found Miller the too. They found the person yeah. too, yeah, sure. Yeah, sharp pitch should they go? Yeah, yeah. Like they, they found him and they've sent us you know them. You know, um, rest in peace, Mac Miller. Yeah. Um rest in peace, um, Okay. Speaking about Mac Miller, right? So there are some for me, right? There are some big creatives that are respected. I respect them. I acknowledge what they've done, but I'm not the biggest fan of them or the biggest consumers of their work. Mm-hmm. And I know everybody has one artist or one person. I yeah. think mine is Mac Miller, right? So I have a couple. Mac Miller, number one. I I won't sit down and listen to Mac Miller's music on the fly. But, you know, when I did, like, I acknowledge he's one of a fantastic rapper, a fantastic creator, but I'm not the biggest fan. Same thing with, like, like a producer like Jules. I acknowledge mm. that Jules is a really good producer, but I'm not just the biggest fan of his works. You get I another guess. person, like, Anderson Park. You know when you guys heard the Anderson Park album? Oh, my God. Bro, that's his album is a classic. Yeah, and I went back to this and this thing is like great, but I'm not just oh, you know, oh, the biggest okay. fan of You're a hater. All right. Yeah. Well. You guys have any anybody mm-hmm. like that? Uh for me, um, it's Prince. I think uh, mine is you Prince remember, Ross. Prince Ross. Oh, Prince Ross. Yeah. Oh. Wait, so got right to go to. Well, I said for me it's Prince. Like no matter they say, oh, he was the closest to Michael Jackson. Some people say he was better. Bro, I don't get it. Like, fam, I don't get the music at all. I know it's a legend. I know it's great. No, it's not when he died, though. Like, I I, I, knew we were born, right? Yeah. We were born. We were in Nigeria. We were just birthed into Michael Jackson. Yeah, so I think it's also that issue that we also Michael Jackson as number one. And that's the people in our generation. Whenever you say the Beyonce, Michael Jackson thing, we laugh because... After God then was Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson was the next guy. There was no oh, this thing. So I never got Prince. I've never still got him. Till today, I've tried to listen to his albums. His, his uh, Essentials, his, his best of Prince collections. And I'm, it's still hard for me, man. I don't get it. Mm, so Prince is for you. I don't yeah, see it as well. I've listened to Prince stuff. I watch Purple Rain. You know, good stuff, right? But I don't see how you can compare that to the man who made Michael. Thriller. Uh, I think I think for like Prince, I think Prince is a cultural taste. Um, Prince was predominantly yeah, Prince, Prince, Prince record is um, it's titled American culture, and um, if you if you've not really experienced it, you wouldn't know it. I think that's the problem with it. we have with it. Um, unlike you know Michael Jackson that did like international pop, like they're all related to. Um, I think Prince for me, Ross, not the recross Ross, and. Um, there's this gospel guy that Nigerians like. What's his name? Uh, this gospel rapper. John Music. John Bellion. Thank you. John Bellion. John is not gospel. It's not gospel. Sorry, it's not gospel. It's Music that's gospel. But John Bellion I'm talking about, Sha. I still I don't get it. John Bellion is. John Bellion tilts towards gospel. 
it's very it's very I don't talk about that music. I get I get yeah. the musicality of everything. I bro, get bro. it exactly. Oh, so that's it. Ah, those are the three artists. Nigerians, Nigerians love Jim. Jim love that guy. I like Bro, I like Mali music. Sure. I think there are two Mali music albums that I really like. So I like Mali music. Yeah, there's that there's that album that yeah. Mali music album everybody likes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like people like Jumbelion in Nigeria, my brother. Um, is it called too? Those guys don't fuck around with him. Shout out to Jumbelion. I I think for Ross, Ross makes too much noise for the kind of music. His music is not exceptional. It's just there. But the noise he makes on Instagram. Yeah. And like, oh, look at all these original streams I'm doing now. Better than your fave. I'm rich. Bro, yeah, in the, we get it. You're independent. Fine. We get it. If you're on okay. a major label, you know, go, you know, go do past this one. So it's okay. Thank you. Shout out to Ross. Um, now that's R U S S. Yeah, R U S S. It's actually dope. But I think the issue I have with Ross is what you guys have as well. I do not see. From my perspective, um, anything original, it's almost like it's he's creating what has been created before. Yeah, it's generic. And you know, you don't even need to be like the biggest guy to be to make original stuff. I'll give you an example: Dom Kennedy, right? The guy from the West Coast. You listen to his music, you know, man. He's it's authentic. It's very original. You know, and that's Dom Kennedy. He's not the biggest rapper. He's not a top 20 rapper. But when you listen to Dom Kennedy's music, you know, man, this is Dom Kennedy. Yeah. Right. When you listen to E40's music, you know, yes, this is E40. Griselda, all those guys. Yeah. You know, when you even listen to rappers like, um, uh, what's this guy? Sir's brother. Um, D-Smoke. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know that, yeah, this is D-Smoke. That's my issue with Ross. It's, I don't see any... I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's some originality in there, but, you know, it's not enough for me to it's gravitate to your music all the time. Yeah. That's how I feel about Ross's music. Shout out to Ross. All right, let's get back into this family. This is from Okweyemi. Shout out to the Giants. Been a day one listener, literally from episode one. Built, but I built my career and online persona off the old Osags. And seeing him change and become so PC somehow is somehow, I guess it's growth. How have I become? <laughs> what's this old Osags? What's this? See this narrative and and Okwemi. This is this is actually Okwemi Farmer King. Shout out to you, <laughs> <laughs> friend of the show, friend of the show, right? And Okwemi, what do you mean the old Osags? This is this is is this is still me? How have I changed, uh, guys? Have I changed? Yeah, I said the same person. I don't know what you're talking about. You have no, changed. Just because I... I see, I knew Steve was going to do this. I know that I knew he was going to do this. But, you know, this old Osags is a narrative. Because I will go off on some of you, a few episodes, and everyone will say, ah, oh, Osags, this, this is always me. It's just that one of you, someone will just take me off, and I will just go off. And then everybody will call that Osags. Real Osags. No, 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 no. So the, the, the change was that you didn't need anybody to piss you up before. It's before you were constantly pissed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. There are so many, okay, there are there so many episodes. How many, how, many, how many do I count? But the one that stands out, I don't know if I can talk about it, is the one Which that Sagi just went on and tweeted someone carrying a bag. 
in the music video and said the person was copying another person that carried a bag in the music video. They just put it to this boy is crazy. And I told you that, you know, like I said, oh, you are reaching. I told you. No, but I was not reaching. You were, you were, you were. literally... Oh, you are still <laughs> no, 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 no. It was the skills video. Are you right? okay? okay. It was I can't remember what you guys are talking about, sir. I'm, I can fully remember this shit that he's talking about. There's a video of skills that skills did. And shout out to skills, right? We actually made up then. I recently found that it blocks me again. But that was like a long time ago. Like, like maybe like five years ago, it blocked me again. But like last time we saw, it, we're cool. But there was this video of skills, right? Which is a knockoff version of Olamide's War. It's literally the same thing he's doing. He's wearing that, what they call that bag that you wear, are you? Which one? I can't remember. Uh-uh. The bag you always wear across your neck now, that, that Gen Z people wear. Oh, that pouch that you wear? <laughs> yes, the pouch. The... Okay, okay, okay. I don't know what's it Strap bag or something like that. Let me look for itself. Do you understand? So, he's wearing it. He's, he's almost dressed the same way Olamide was dressed. Right in the war video, remember that one? I he's dressed like that, right? And I'm like, I just go on Twitter because I'm like, hey, one thing we can admit happens in Nigerian music industry is people copy a lot. If yes or no, oh, yes, they copy now. People copy a lot, like a lot to the point where it's it's just irritating. You understand, and they copy things that are trending. So if somebody does XYZ, everybody's doing it, and they would overflog it till they till they move to the next thing, right? That was what was happening here. So I went on Twitter and I was like, "Come on, man, you can't be doing this. Like, what what is all this?" And then the guy just you know descends on me on Twitter and goes on a fucking tirade, which is fine. I mean, get your shit off. You know, as a young man, I was coming for his business and he was not happy about it. Yeah, fine, fair. So that's what happened. Just wanted to explain that. So, Steve, I was not reaching. I was very right. Okay, no wala. <laughs> I'm looking for that video because I'm going My to... My guy. Just, he's going to put it in the, uh, the shows and watch. I hope I find it. Did I tell you that Dana Gog reached out to me recently? Not recently, but like I think like last year. Yeah, you oh, said you mentioned it briefly, yeah. Yeah, shout out to Dana Gog. I mean, I've, I've, I've mended with everybody that I had issues with. <laughs> no, I've mended with everybody. I have no... I have okay, no you've mended with everybody. All right. Yeah. You don't have any yeah. pending issue again. There's no pending somebody. Nope. Is there no. a pending? There's somebody pending, are you? No Tottenham selling... No Tottenham sold out artist that he yeah, that he's to mend with. I got a risk. It's all love. Okay. Love. Maybe you have a meet, you've had a meeting with him, so we didn't know about that it's meeting. It's all love. Let's go. More love. Let's go. Let's go. By the way, speaking about more love, let's go. Why do people not like our album? Osage, more love, let's go. Please, I'm begging them of God. Positivity. And please, I'm looking at the cross. Oh, what Christian soldier! It's not a, it's not a bad album. It's not, a, it's, not made, it's not made in Lagos. That's the thing. The quality dropped after made in Lagos. And that is the problem uh, you people have. It's not the sound. It's not. It's the quality. My brother, 
you mm-hmm. people will come with one narrative and that narrative will shape everything immediately and then but, but there's no there's no group there's no group that drops a bigger narrative more than Whiskey DFC so what do you want me to judge Whiskey with which is pretty which is works I, now I'll tell you for a fact More Love Let's It Go is a very good album okay it's, it's not a very good album. It's a good album, but it's not a very good album. Steve, Steve, leave us again. You know what the streets are saying. Leave him. The only crime that... The one you just said to. I don't like this thing you're doing. You know why? <laughs> well, hold on now. Make I talk now. Don't do this. Right, I mean, we've not even finished your query, Simeon, but let me just quickly cut in here. The only crime more love Less Ego has is coming after Made in Lagos. Do you know the treatment more more love less ego is having is the same treatment made in Lagos was having until Essence became very big. Do you know? Okay. Um, when made in Lagos dropped in 2020, now COVID period, people had the same feeling. Oh, what kind of whiskey? Some music is this? Why is he singing like this? Why is he doing this? And then Essence picked up and became the focal point of the album to the point where people can't speak bad about the album. More love, less ego is having the same treatments. It's not saying people spoke bad about it, but it doesn't have a long shelf life. Like it came, did its thing, but it wasn't. It it doesn't. It it didn't dominate like other whiskey albums. And it didn't do that because people placed a narrative on it immediately and shut it down. And And the people that can help place a counter narrative, where they they now, Abi, they're on Twitter now. They should put the counter narrative to block the narrative. Bro, you know that's not how this thing works. Uh, It it does, because when they're abusing people. They know how to. They know how to run with that narrative. Forget about that uh, abusing or no abusing. I'm just talking about the album itself is a good album. Like listen to it. I listen to it then. I listen to it now. There are good songs on that album, and the only crime, like I said, that album has is coming after Made in Lagos. I'm no. telling you. Okay. I'm telling you. Prosperity will be the judge. Yeah, the narrative has already been placed on it. Well, 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 let's let's revisit this conversation five years from now. But guys, just go and listen to the album again and listen to it without made in Lagos narrative. Just just listen to the album. Personally, I think it's a dope album. Anyway, back to Okoyemi Zimio. So this old Osags, new Osags, I don't agree with you, Okoyemi. Please, the, the Osags has always been Osags. Thank you. He said, now this is for the new giant listeners. Pardon my French. But I need y'all to shut the fuck up about the lead researcher's takes. <laughs> Energy. And he, and he backs them off with data. I don't know the data you're talking about. As a lead researcher now. So you don't hate. Come on for you. Most times in his takes, he basically mirrors what Niger feminists say and still the women listeners are pissed. What exactly do you people want? Okay, me don't vex. Anyways, I just wanted to say my mind. Leave Steve alone. He said what he said. That's it. Also, you guys considered bringing in new Gen Zs and having a spin-off of Loose Talk somehow or something like how you would do with the ladies in the past. As you document things from an OG perspective, they can document things from a Gen Z perspective. Anyways, have a lovely day. I'm a loyal and ride-or-die fan. Shout-out to Okoyemi Pharmaki again. Shout-out to um, you. you guys Shout to you, brother. Shout to you. He he does, you know, um, some interesting reviews on restaurants and food culture, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 
and um, he's gone viral once or twice. <laughs> once or twice is mildly outside. <laughs> he's the biggest food, the biggest food influencer in food critic in Nigeria. Biggest, wow. No, yeah, he's, 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 yeah. If you walk yeah. into a restaurant, you're dead. They won't just <laughs> just close it down. So you have salom salomella. Yeah, yeah. They call that. So we know the work today. In fact, and, uh, the last time that's the that's the the place I met um um what's her name now? Um your only sister, Oyo, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well while I was thinking of where to go, I had like four places in mind. And I'm like, you know, let me even check all of their Instagram. I went to the the place I went to, I went to the Instagram and the first video I saw was this video talking about how he went there, blah blah blah, what he ate. I was like, well, you know what? I like what Okmo likes. Let's okay. go. <laughs> okay. You don't like it, thousand dollar and puff off. You know, I mean, you know that's that's my favorite um DJ Kali video. Um like video ever. I like what Drake likes. Drake Obviously. likes it. I like I like what Drake likes. Nah, Drake, you give it single now, of course. Before. You like it. <laughs> so immediately I saw that I immediately I saw the IG page. I just made my decision. I said, you know what, this is where I'm going to. And uh, I, had, I had a good time. It wasn't bad, but yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, shout out for him. Shout out to him for being consistent. You know, it's not easy. It's not easy being a food critic in Nigeria. First of all, you are plunging yourself into the unknown. You know, because you have to eat all that food. Um, and yeah, being a critic dev in, in general in Nigeria is not is not for the it's not for the faint-hearted. Let's just put it like that, because you're always going to. And the bigger you get as a critic, the more um, difficult your work is um, because you have you start to build relationships with people. Yeah. And then you have to still draw the line um, where, you know, you have to get your job done and then some people are not happy about it. Um, so, yeah, being a critic in Nigeria is actually difficult. No matter the industry you're in, media like him now, you know, um, um, everything that has to do with like restaurant and food and you know no, even if you review book whatever it is politics whatever like being a critic is not an easy job so shout out to all the critics there all the critics listening um this the last family is from steve wait what's going on steve. <laughs> <laughs> if it's steve they're really steve Anyways, the guy says he's from he's Steve, he's Nigerian, his current location is Ghana. Um, hi, Lustok Giants. I'm a day one listener of your show. My favorite episode of the season is I told them about the bubble episode and it was really insightful. Good job, guys. I listened to your last episode and the part where Osage was narrating his flight experience with um, Roya Emarok and kept mentioning Ghana must go back caught my attention i really i recently moved to ghana and during my stay i have experienced series of discriminative situations where i'm being stereotyped and discriminated against for being a nigerian i understand that they have their own fair share of discrimination from nigerians too as the common phrase used to describe a bag ghana must go is being used carelessly by nigerians without even knowing they are discriminating against a whole country and these people find the phrase offensive for your young nigerian and ghanaian listeners like me i would love to i would love it if you guys can give us a brief history 
of how the phrase Ghana must go was coined and how the unspoken rivalry between Nigerians and Ghanaians started. Thank you for reading my mail and have a blessed day, guys. Ayo, I would bring this to your doorstep as our pop culture connoisseur. <laughs> yeah, I'm not trying to get the year particularly. But um, right. it happened in the 80s during the Shagari, the deportation of um, West African migrants from Nigeria. 1983, January 1983, you know, the Shagari administration, you know, Nigeria was going through economic hardships. And one thing that all incompetent leaders do when they're going through um, economic hardships and they have a huge migrant population is to blame the migrants. So Shagari woke up one day and said they're going to force out illegal immigrants in Nigeria. And most of the illegal immigrants back then, I know it sounds crazy now, were Ghanaians. You know, a lot of Ghanaians were living in Nigeria. Most kids from the 80s and early 90s, obviously most of us had a Ghanaian teacher or a Ghanaian house somewhere. You know, it was not it was not strange to see a Ghanaian in, in, in Lagos or in Nigeria. Like they were common. So Shagari, you, before you go ahead, please yeah. can you tell us why there was such an influx of Ghanaians in Nigeria at the time? Oh, there was an influx of um of Ghanaians in Nigeria, Nigeria of Ghanaians back then in Nigeria because Nigeria was the shit. You know, we are found gold, we are just found um, oil money. Oh, oil yeah. money was That's the 70s. Yeah, in the seventies, you know, the seventies was like a place where so a lot of our iconic monuments in Nigeria were built in the seventies. First Act seventy seven, National Stadium, National Theatre, because there was oil money. You know, Gowon um was it no Gowon said that money was not Nigeria's problem, but had to spend it. That's how much money we were making from oil. So this attracted a lot of immigrants to Nigeria. And obviously, you know, West Africa, you know, West Africans will obviously come here. And majority of West Africans, apart from Nigerians, you know, Ghanaians take the majority. So that attracted a lot of Nigerian of Ghanaians um, to Nigeria. It was the 1970s oil boom, you know. And um, when things went down south, the price of oil crashed in the 80s. You know, unemployment increased, inflation increased, and the government at the time, Shehu Shagari, said, "You know what? Let's force out all illegal aliens in Nigeria." And there, also, there was also contest. There's also contest before then. There were two things that led to it. There were a lot of crimes committed by immigrants, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I remember yeah. there was a, there was this pastor, there was this religious leader. I think he's from Cameroon. He did something very, very something like he he led people to commit a lot of crime, right? There was something I can't remember yeah. the gist. I've I've forgotten his name. Then there was also the vice president's home at that time, um, Alexander. Was it Kweme? Or so yeah, Kwame, uh, yeah, Alexa Kwame. His house was robbed by people who were later known to be Ghanaians. An election was mm-hmm. coming up that year too, so everybody was looking for who to blame for the yeah, economic the crime and so the yeah. immigrants. Yeah, yeah. So out of the two million migrants who immigrants who were deported, one million Ghanaian Ghanaians were among them. So that's one million Ghanaian people, and you know when they were told to go, there was this cheap moving nylon zipped tote bag very big you know that's what they use it was in the market back then and that's what they're using to pack all the properties their goods their clothing whatever they had and you know nigerians now we have a way we have humorous people for kind of loud and we will see comedy things so when these guys are carrying all these bags you know this bag whether it was blue whether it was red whether it was black we just called it ghana must go bag no no ayo yeah? you also have to uh, mention you know like 
from the the, the, the the campaign was birthed from the whole thing and the, it was the ghana must go campaign oh yeah the ghana must That's go campaign yeah, yeah, yeah. About. yeah so that now led to you know that bag was not associated with it and it was, it's called ghana must go bag funny enough a few decades before Ghanaians had done the same thing to nigerians where they you know they kicked out a lot of nigerians from ghana so this was like one one you know and uh the name has stuck ever since. I'm sure a lot of people don't even know. That's why uh, I think this reader was asking, this listener was asking us to explain what it means. So that is just the reason at the end of the day. We're just, you know, the mass and deportation of illegal that, immigrants in Nigeria. Yeah, I think that Ghana thing was also fueled by the, uh, was also fueled by the personal feud between Shagari and, uh, what's his name, Jerry Rollins. Right? Because Jerry Rollins one time accused Shagari of trying to sponsor a queen in Ghana. So the Ghana-Nigerian relationship, it had deteriorated, you know, I think from, from 1982, and that was the sentiment that Shagari went, came and used his foreign minister to make that statement about Ghanaians. And, you know, it was, a, it was a very painful exercise because I remember people, like I remember reading about people who died from stampede in, in, at the Semebeda during the yeah, whole yeah. rush. And, you know, like just, yeah, there's the Semebeda thing again where they closed the border and a lot of them were stuck along that route. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the Nigeria have a very funny history. It's like big brother. I won't say big brother, small brother, but it's like sibling rivalry. You know, trying to one up. Everybody's trying to one up the other person, and you know, we see it in our food. We see it in football. We see it. Okay, it's not in film, sure. It's not in film and music. I think it's in food and football. It's creeping. You know? It's creeping yeah. in, in the music. It's not in film, but it's creeping in the music. We can see no, some sentiments. No, they don't. No. The, the the issue is that Nigeria has uh, dominated African music, you know, and that is what that was the feeling back then when Echo was in when they had when Echo was really active in the nineties, right? And Abacha was one, you know, there was Echo Mok that time, and most of the Echo Mok soldiers were Nigerians, and Ghana was complaining that this is just another avenue for Nigeria to just you know dominate West Africa again. But our problem is that our population is too large, and you know. There's no how we will be able to do that. Yeah, guys, just so you know, just be curious and also go read of these things yourself. It's a very interesting story. Um, um, yeah. my or something. The they said the guy organized a religious insurrection in Nigeria at that time. I can't remember his name again. You know, he's a Cameroonian pastor because I remember that was part of the. Well, guys, go and read up on this thing and just be curious yourselves. That's just the cross of the whole issue. Why you as explaining it? I hope we just okay, yeah, so able to in the late 1970s, Ghana expelled a lot of Nigerians. So that was another that was another event that led up to that 1983 uh immigration uh, deportation. Okay, so my question now is should we still call those bags Ghana Muslim? And when we do, is it offensive? Uh, it's offensive to the people, to the people that are being referred to. Like there are millions of Nigerians who were just born, and rightly like they don't know why it's called Ghana must go. They also Ghana must go back. You know, is that thing of not is history again? Once again, history and knowledge of the past, and we are very bad with that. I think Nigeria every ten years or eight years we just chop off the history, and we create something new and we move on and we forget what's happened in the past. I mean, there are Nigerians, there are young Nigerians that don't know why Festac was built. They don't even know the meaning of Festac, so they don't even know why Festac was built. The first act they go to in Lagos, they don't know why it exists. And that's crazy. Yeah, okay. So, I uh, thank you, Ayo. 
Yeah. Um, and thank you for the deep dive. But right now, so if, if someone says Ghana must go back, should we consider it as, or should we acknowledge that some Ghanaians find it offensive and then we shouldn't call it Ghana must go anymore? There's no Ghanaians around you. So maybe, maybe on public <laughs> How many Ghanaians in Nigeria now? Maybe on public platforms, okay, but in everyday conversations. Yeah, Steve, that's wild. That, that's equivalent to saying a white man can say the N-word with his white friends. They but that's what they, they do, do now. They, they do now. <laughs> they do now. Every white person says N-word behind closed doors. They do now. The self-awareness to even do that, to always do that, and not do it when you are with black people, it shows that you are a smart person. And you understand the yeah, you should There's that you no way you tell me why people don't say the N-word behind this, those doors. They do listen to rapping rapping, rapping, rapping in the house. They don't put the the think Eminem does not say nigga when he's rapping at home. Yeah, <laughs> they can't censor themselves at home now. Uh-uh. There's nobody there to be there to be offended now. So that's it. Yeah. So maybe we can stop talking about it on public platforms on where our Ghanaian people can hear about it, but maybe in private conversations we can just say it. I bet Pastor Nagano must go. All right, so um, yeah, I, I see. I see your point in not mentioning it in public platforms or on public platforms, rather, since there will be people who can take offense to it. So we just need to respect that. So yeah, going forward, um, we won't talk about um, the GMG bags anymore. <laughs> all right, so we're done with all the fan mail today. Let's That's get good. into. <laughs> that's good, I mean. <laughs> one hour in. <laughs> that's good. Let's talk about what's going on. Um, so this mobile Z, I don't want to talk about it. I, I want to talk about it from a different angle. Which angle um, is that? Not necessarily. Um, that's planning for death. I just want to. Yeah, the first. So I could talk about say, rest in peace, mobad. Yeah, um, Imole. Imole. Um, Imole. You know, truly delights. Um, tr- truly, truly delights. An amazing artist, amazing writer. Um, I, I discovered him personally, you know. Well, I didn't discover him. I knew of him, rather, um, with the KPK record. Yeah, and Smash. The Feel Good record was what won me over. Um, I was won over when I heard the Feel Good record. Such amazing writing. The song won me over. That's my best version. That's my best song from him. Then after that is the first song of his first EP the light EP um, called Sorry. You know, the guy writes with a lot of conviction. Yeah. You can feel the pain. You can feel the, you can feel the passion in his music, the way he writes. Um, so I just want to say, rest in peace. Um, the impact you had when you were on this earth will be felt for years and felt for generations. And I, I pray that and what you've created lasts for many, many, many years for people who are even unborn right now, for them to consume your music and your arts and feel the same way we feel and you felt when you made it. Um, yeah, that's what I have to say concerning Mobad himself. I think I can mm-hmm. speak about other things when you Yeah, you say you want to say something about preparing for death or something. Yeah, but I want to say that after you guys have talked about, did you, did you guys want to say anything about? Um, yeah, I just I can't even remember how. I, that's how that's how shocked I was when I saw the tweet 
I just saw a bunch of tweets on on like on, on obviously on X and I was like this is impossible this is not true but you know a few industry people now just started you know confirm the story and I was like bro this is sad you know um it's a great thing to see a young man or a young person you know come into his own and just come to the fulfillment of his destiny right and it's so painful on the other end it's so painful that you see a lot of potential in somebody but circumstances could be the environment society your background family background holds you back and you never ever hit that stride you know mobile was just 27 great talented writer you know singer a rapper he was tapping into that that core of at the Afrobeat space where it's not it's not uh it's not sexy it's not flashy the, the real stuff is the gritty stuff right yeah you obviously yeah he has substance definitely and his life just went away like that you know it doesn't as if that you know he, there were cases of him coming out to say he was ill or anything his life just got snuffed out like that and he, that's what hit everybody hard like somebody who had over clearly overcome some public struggles with you know his, his labels and everything i was not looking promising that okay my get his mojo back and he just died that way you know it's, it's a sad thing to see and uh yeah rest in peace to mobad he's thankfully his music will live on you know uh for years and people will get to listen to will be able to understand why i was such a genius you know or you know very talented artist bro i'm heated you know, uh, like I've not been hurt by the death of a celebrity since like Kobe, Kobe Bryant, right? This was really heart wrenching, you know. Since such a young man, twenty seven, such a young star, cut off while he was not even nowhere close to his prime, you know. It was so Sasha and a huge loss to Nigeria, to Afrobeats, and most importantly to his family, to his wife, to his son, and every every loved ones. Look. I don't know this man, right? I've never known him personally, so I'm just speculating. But we have seen a lot from social media since his death. And I can personally say that, you know, I see him as someone who was like really very naive, naive about the streets, about the industry. And that was ultimately, was ultimately like really hurt him. You know, you see, like when we talk about living in a dysfunctional society, right? Like Nigeria is that you have to try every possible way to take care of yourself. And that's why you see why, you know, we Nigerians, anytime we make money, we try to make ourselves better than the other, like the our neighbors. That's why there's a generator called a better person your neighbor. You know, you buy inverters, yeah, yeah. good guys. You just try to, like, do things yourself, you know, because there's no help or hope coming from anywhere. You know, um, this is a young man who made the mistake of hanging out with the wrong crowd, and he paid for it, for it with his life. You know, this, this was a... He couldn't get it. He couldn't get a way out. He was bullied, harassed, you know, beaten, intimidated before he died. It's painful, and it brings me to my point. You know, that in a dysfunctional society like Nigeria, you have no choice but to be morally flawed. You have to be evil, if I can put it that yeah. way, because if you are not, there's no one, no authority to help you. You have to fight for yourself. And there's no way you can get you can get yourself in that position to fight for yourself if you are not a criminal or if you're not like let me say morally flawed fraud flawed you know look at the look at the kind of people that our society like keep rewarding you know morally flawed people or even straight up criminals you know 
And if Mobad was someone like that, he would have probably be been alive right now. You know, I'm not advocating for anybody to be morally flawed or to be a criminal. I'm just, you know, but when you hear people often talk about Nigeria or complain about how dysfunction, dysfunctional this country is, this is what we're talking about. This is one of the disadvantages. The common man is left vulnerable, defenseless. And when you are left defenseless, what happens? What choice do you have? You know, you have to defend yourself. And in the case of Mubad, he couldn't just do that because he wasn't, you know, morally flawed. You know, it's as someone who just really hates bullying, you know, who I hate bullying. I just hate it. Um, it's just sad seeing what happened to this young man. And um, there's no greater joy than like me that I feel like I experience for other people than seeing people rise from death from from no nothing and just like really carve a way out from themselves. This guy wasn't a street guy. He he learned carpentry. He was a carpenter. He raised money. That's like the, he was like the story. He raised money to you know get into the music industry to record his music. His talents got him into the wrong hands and he lost his life. You know, this is an, an amazing, amazing story that, you know, they didn't allow to, they didn't allow the story to just reach like a, a like a, a, the point that it would just really like explode. You know, it's just sad, man. I don't, I'm just ranting, man. It, it just, I'm hot. That's it. So it's back to you. Thank you, um, Chief Correspondent Steve. Lead researcher. Um, the lead researcher. I Good. beg your, I beg your apologies. Good. I beg your pardon. No, your apologies. Sorry. Please, please. I feel you, Steve. I don't want to go down this route. That's why yeah, I, 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 get I, you, I get refuse you. to I get just you. mention yeah. everything because it you. might just lead to, you know, yeah. an uncontrollable, volatile rant, <laughs> and I don't want to go there. I get you. There's too much to talk about. Yeah. It's very painful, and um, we've seen a lot on social media. We've seen what's going on, and I really don't want to talk about it because, Bro, let's move like on now. you let's said, yeah, twenty-seven young young man gone, and you know what's painful? What's painful is that they had to break this man's young neck to fit in the coffin. They had to break his neck. There's, there's you, another you, story you, behind you know, that again, which I don't want to say on this podcast, but you know, uh -huh. it's crazy. I, I, I came across that picture and I shared it here. I Me, mean, I didn't see the picture. Wherever I saw that burial, I just flipped on it first. I, I don't just want to see him that. I just didn't want to see him that way. The whole, the whole thing is... And, and for young men listening to this podcast, young men and young women, you know, listening to this podcast, start to plan your... your put your affairs in order. There's nothing like, oh, yes, I'm not going to die. I'm going to live a very long... Yes, everybody wants to. But some people don't. Right? So as you are planning for life, always plan for death. It's not a bad thing. You know what is bad? Living this world and then leaving it in what? In disarray. That mm. the people who have to pick up, you know, after you are, are confused, don't know what to do. And it even becomes more difficult for them, and you've left the problem behind, right? We we've come from the era where, and we've witnessed it, and we've experienced it, where well-to-do people have passed away, and 
they passed away and they just left problems. Oh yeah, definitely now. Definitely. You know, where you have see when I pass away, I wanna I want I want it to be easy for the people who are going to lay lay lay, lay me down. Lay me to rest. And so you have to start to plan properly. Do you have health insurance? So that when you need support, when you need that support, if you have any health issue, God forbid, right? You are sorted. You have life insurance. And when you pass away, there's an amount that is paid to some people that you love that they will not need to look for money to beg around to bury you. You're not too young to have these things. You have your affairs in order. The passcodes, your, you know, your email addresses to accounts, all these things. You have it stored somewhere. I've talked about this on the podcast before. There's an app called LastPass. You know, and it's forty dollars a year. The premium version. You can have your dependents or your next of kin have access to it six hours after. You can set it, it can be one hour up to six hours and I think 24 hours where they can request. If you if something has happened to you, they can request and it takes about, it takes a period of time that you can set. If you do not respond to their email, it means they will have access to everything that you have loaded up on, on there. And you can have your will there, you can have access to your accounts there, your passcode, your pa- everything. And so that, bro, I know somebody who was... No, I didn't even. I saw someone on Twitter go on a whole, did a whole thread of how he worked in a financial institution, and the biggest issue there is to like he experienced maybe in the department he worked was well-to-do people would pass away, right, and their partners, and they would have you know money in their accounts that wasn't declared to their partners, and their partners were not aware, yeah. and they would see their partners come into the bank to redraw little sums of um, of money not knowing that that their partners who have passed away had millions in an account and i think it was forbidding you know by the financial institutions to actually contact the partner because they were not aware they were not yeah you can't you can't do that put us next next of kin and so people do all these things and you don't have your affairs in order and then people you claim to love end up suffering when you leave. So think about what you are doing, right? As you go and pop the Azul and the Macallan. I mean, which one is Amakala? Friday night. Eh? Which one is Amakala? Macallan, Macallan. Oh, Macallan, okay. Ah. Yeah, and, and the Glenfiddich. And all the drinks you want to pop and jump on the couch. Please set up your life. That's what I just want to say about the whole thing. So that when anything happens, God forbid, hmm, you have your shit in order. By the way, I want to do a quick segue. Steve, and please, you can join this conversation. Everybody, please. What is the obsession with... What is Nigerians' obsession with alcohol to the point where it's it's beyond just drinking alcohol. I'll give you an example. You see your guy, Omar, ah, we did club, Omar, I think we down to Jamie, Jamie Singh, Black Barry, Omar, we just do like four Macala, Omar, like one as, 
what is the opposite? Like it's it's just alcohol. Go and drink alcohol. What why why do they get overtly excited about drinking alcohol? So is it is it what kind of alcohol? Is it uh, the expensive just one or just alcohol. the normal? Well, I can't say because I don't drink alcohol, sure, but you are crazy. I'm a home drinker though. What was this whole thing about obsession? I think, with it's, I think it's poverty. I'm, I'm trying to understand it. I, I, I think it's like, yeah. So I think it's like it very deal. We are very like. I think it's poverty. Very poor places. Like when the and you, they say it with so much excitement. Yes, mm-hmm. it's irritating. Mm-hmm. It's something I might have done when you I was go to the like club, really you're posting pictures. Yeah, yeah, you're going yeah, to the club alcohol. and you're posting pictures of alcohol you're drinking. It's alcohol. Yeah. What's the big deal? Yep. I think I know what it is. I feel it's alcohol. It's poverty. What do you think it is? I think it's because they are buying it at an exorbitant rate. They need to then tell people so is that it? they can afford to buy something at an exorbitant yeah. rate. Yeah. So is it alcohol in the club or just general people drinking alcohol? It's, 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 it's both of them, but it leans more towards the people who buy alcohol in clubs. So it is in a, in a country or in a society where there is no middle class, right? Whether it's rich or poor, you are living a binary life. It's either you are rich or you are poor. And like Steve said earlier, with this whole I better pass my neighbor thing, you want to show people you've gotten to the other side, right? And as we look at hip hop, right? When you make it big as a rapper, what do you do? You get the you get a flashy car, you get a big chain to show that oh, or Momito I don't did that side. So with Nigeria, we have these things that we do that are like indications or indicators of or more I've gotten to that other end, that one percent or that ten percent. And if you see me in the club buying that kind of expensive drink, then that means I must I must be on the other side. But the thing is that the person that's even buying it might not be rich. You know, he's making a very stupid financial decision. You know, but you just want to appear. That oh yeah, I'm not part of the Joneses. I'm not the re- the regular guys that just buy alcohol off the streets. I'm going to the club and join the good life. But that that's it. That's why you are telling everybody on Monday morning. Oh we clear like four azul. Oh no. like six James James Black bottle of this. Like what's the big deal? It's the big deal, man. It's it's the vanity Shaka. vanity metrics, you know. Sorry, no vex. We'll, we'll put out a circular. Yeah, it's Steve and his people when they go to Obi's, Obi's house and they start taking photos. And really, Chris, have you ever seen me put up any photos? Well, I, 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 I don't know your I don't know your boner yet. I see your boner. I'm paid for You can't even take. You can't even take my picture when we're outside. Like it's just, it's like it's forbidden. You can't even take my. You can't even take my picture anyway. If you do it, I'll arrest you. Let alone ah. take me a picture with um, it's alcohol, bottle of alcohol around, <laughs> bro. I'll God help you that will go out and and I do and come and arrest me when I take your picture. Come All right, just me. watch. What's what's cost it now? Waiting, waiting your mouth will cost. You now go do Insta blog. You now fight. You now go just Insta blog. I mean, I go like. I will comment. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking about it. I'm, th- I'm wow. talking about. I'm, I'm thinking about uh, Insta blogs caption. But that guy is crazy with his caption. <laughs> He's crazy with his caption. Eh? <laughs> no, that caption game. That caption game. What I saw. There's one I saw recently. Ah, I can't remember again. You know. Oh God. It, the one I saw was 
Uh, I think it was something. Uh, no, 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 he said. Um, he said. Um, Rema. He said yeah, Rema. Yeah, yeah. Rema, Rema defeats White Money. Defeats uh, White Money. And, uh, and, uh, and the this other guy. Yeah. <laughs> to win. <laughs> to win. This guy go include my white money. <laughs> oh man. Speaking uh, about white up? money. Mm-hmm. Speaking about white money. Yeah. Who watched that video of the Big Brother housemates? Bro, I don't you know. Me, Which one? The one that you got all these questions wrong. If it is not Venita twerking, I'm not bothered about Big Brother. Venita is still twerking. She's not like 50. <coughs> come on, don't do it. Come on, come yeah. on. Hey, hey, How hey. Do you, hey. How should we twer- oh, be twerking at this out? We still be twerking. Twerking for what? For who? Why can't you not go the no no twerk? What's your problem? Ah, I think. Uh, okay. Yeah. Is twerking not a Gen Z thing or a millennial, millennial thing? I'll put it to you that when the first slave uh, people came to Africa, they saw us twerking. They saw our women twerking. I hope you know. For you? Wow. Yes. Now I watch Kotakinte again. You know what that part of Kotakinte? That's very insightful. Thank you very it's much. Not, the name of the show is actually Roots. Ayo. Please. <laughs> I'm Nigerian. The name of the show is Kotakinte. Ah, come oh on. Leave me alone. The name, of, the name of the show is actually called Roots. Oh, okay. Go outside and tell people, have you have you watched Roots? They'll be like, what? What the fuck is that? Say, have you watched Kutakinte? <laughs> Toby. Yeah. Anyways, um, I I watched the the trivia clip of the Big Brother house. And, you know, I, I compared it to the trivia we're doing on this podcast. Mama, we are so talented people. Not... I beg you, oh God. <laughs> we are so talented people. I, I have like seven. Steve has like five. I beg, I beg, I beg, I beg. We are so talented people. Steve has answered like two questions, sports related only. Asagi, if you ask the big brother housemates the questions that you ask us, there are, there's no doesn't mean they go out. There's no point. No, of course, of course, of course, yeah. of course. Um, I wasn't shocked that they couldn't answer any of those questions. No, I'm not shocked to be honest. Yeah. Well, I think the one that shocked me is when you guys corrected me about CC. You know, when they say what arm of the government mm. is in charge of creating law, yeah, and she gets it right. She's not that one shock you. Let me say you try. Don't want to shock me now. Seven divided by zero. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, I think that's for, I think that was just for clouds. There's no way you can't be that stupid. Who was that? Who was that person that didn't get it right? I can't remember. I can't remember. But that no, was that seven. was the funniest. That was the funniest to me. Mm. Present says seven. I'm sorry to laugh at this thing. Because logically, it does not even make sense. Because yeah, sometimes, yeah. You, before you answer, just ask yourself, okay, several people divide zero thing. I mean, what would they get? Steve, it's just a simple. Went, it's a logical. Like, I don't understand. Steve, that's, I, that's, think, that's, that's Steve, I put it to you that you went to a very good primary school where they taught you the basics of division <laughs> and board mass and logic. Arithmetic. Arithmetic. <laughs> almost oh, people, well, the person said seven. <laughs> I almost cried. But it's, I, I, it's not a, it's not, it's not, it's not surprise. It's normal. It's normal. It's normal level. Not everybody will know. First of all, the level of education in this country is poor. Like illiteracy. Yeah, illiteracy I, I, level I think when you, when you blame, when you laugh, when you mock people for, for that, I think you, you, you're not, you're not giving yourself enough credit for being as versatile as you are. And yeah. guys, don't forget, you guys work, you guys, we worked in the media now where 
We exactly. have access to so much information. You, you, can't, know, be, you so can't be stupid in the media. You can't just be yeah, afford I to thought, be stupid. I, I thought about it. I, I laughed at first. I thought about it again. I'm like, you know what, bro? It's, it's cool. Uh, everybody, do you, everybody. Do you, um, I've, I've learned to understand that um, nobody's stupid. Everybody is very intelligent in their own way. You know, there's something exactly. CC. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, CC is way smarter than me in some... In some, in some That's aspect. why she's in the house. And she's likely exactly. to win. Life and, and, exactly. and stuff like that. So, yeah. I like the angle in which you're coming from because yeah, yeah. they would also be great at some things. Yeah. However, and you know, that's what I was trying to say in the group when I said, someone said, oh, check this out. And someone said, oh, CC said, oh, you know, the, the arm of the government. <laughs> the judiciary. The judiciary. And I was like, I don't expect her to know it. Yeah, that's why she's a lawyer. I still can't believe her. No, that's what broke my... That's what just broke everything yeah, for I, I don't believe. I think it was like two or three people that said, oh, Sags, she's, she studied law. What the fuck are you saying, yeah. Sags? Maybe she studied law with Layu Wasabi. You know, maybe in that same class, they told them go. So, you love yeah, not to jail like that. But let me tell you for a fact, right? Some of those questions, I wasn't really bothered about the mathematical or arithmetic questions. I was more concerned mm. with the questions that have to do with like civic education, like civics, civic and... Um, 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 history. Yeah, those are the questions I was more interested in because those are the oh. kind of questions we ask on the on loose structure here, right? And I'm not going to blame them because if I'm going to blame them, then I'm going to blame millions of Nigerians who also don't know those answers. I've been with people who have graduates of private universities who think Alfred Koku was once a president of this country. Shout yeah. out to them. Like it, it's it's stuff like that. So and and this is a not to put it on the citizens, not to put it on the people. But where are they expected to learn about these things? Yeah, one. History out of the syllabus for close to two decades. Where do you think they were going to learn about it? Nowhere. Yeah. And um, there is a strong... And we've talked about the whole NY thing here. We've talked about this whole thing. National yeah. education, it's and, and all this. But where do people really want to learn about their country? Where can you go to now? Listen, that's again. I think yes. let me tell you something the thing about learning is is interest. Right? These things don't these things are boring. These things don't really interest a lot, especially in this age of like social media, smartphones, the internet. On a reason why we nineties, nineties babies, right? Why we know these things is just because we didn't have any option. We had to look at the map. We had to look at the atlas. You know, like we had to like listen yeah. to radio, TV. There was no like much distraction. Now, I understand. Like now, there's so many distractions, and it's just interest, really. Even some things that I wasn't taught, like I wasn't taught, like I wasn't, I was not taught in school. I, I like I, I just go and Google them. You know, we just go on Wikipedia read about them. It's just interest. I think it's not a matter of intelligence for me. It's just a matter of matter of interest. That's why I really don't blame those people, you know. Yeah. Also, also, why do they need it? Like in the Nigeria of today, that knowledge is not where do they want to have, you don't need that knowledge to blow or to make it in this thing. Look at them, then house where they can make one twenty million. No, they don't give a fuck about who, what is judiciary or legislative or what's the executive. What's in concern them? You don't need it. Nigeria is structured in the way that you don't need that kind of knowledge to excel. But you need wuru to the answer. That is the way we are in Nigeria of today. Wuru to the answer, not school knowledge, and that's why a, a seven-year-old or five-year-old went viral 
how many years ago saying that he wants to do Yahoo, he doesn't want to go to school. Simple. Bro, that reminds me. I watched the video of Cute Abiola navigating through through Ikorodu, right? Mm-hmm. Trying to get back to <laughs> to the island. He was brave, and, man. And I was watching while I was watching that video, I just remembered Tunde Onokoya. Shout out to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Explaining that there are young people here that we should start trying to train so they don't they can escape a life of poverty and and then people saying no they shouldn't because they are they are they are already their souls are lost. Hmm. Crazy. Like I hope some people were able to watch that video and understand that that part of Lagos you saw. Is part of Lagos. No, that is the Lagos now. That is that is part of Lagos. They don't show you. They don't want to show you. So they show you the sexy places, you know, but they don't show you that part. You get. And somebody came and said, "There are young adolescents here who we should start trying to train." And then some people said, "No, mm-hmm. their souls are already lost. Yeah, and they can burn in hell because now they be Jesus Abi. That's true, no." I'm gonna say God no be man, shall Thank God do. Because say man no be God. Yep. Alright. One next in peace, my blood. According to I made it tired. So <laughs> um what next on the dockets? We can't go to Dubai yet. Why? Uh because the initial report that was released <laughs> by the by the spokesperson to the president is is false. Yeah, he came out to Angus say that Niger- we are, are yeah. Nigerians cannot fly to Dubai one time. And people said singing and dancing. I danced. I I didn't dance. I just I just swore for Buhari again to say, you know what, Mister Man, you will crumble. Um, at least, I'm sorry. At least Tinubu flew to Dubai. Buhari well, was a fucking bothered. Why will be thinking, what are they going to Dubai to do? Can't they just sit down at home and farm, go to farm or something? Yeah. What are they looking for in Dubai? They should go and farm. What are they looking for in Dubai? You know? Buhari talks about Nigerians like we are points. Buhari talks about Nigerians like it's the same. Like yeah, yeah, like we are points. Like, oh, God. Buhari said, you people go and farm. Go and farm. farm. What are you doing on the internet? Go what are fun. you trying to learn? Why are you trying to learn Java? I wonder. I wonder what <laughs> Bari would think about walk, walking from home. Car. Oh God, have mercy! It's too advanced for him. He'll be appalled. He'll be appalled. No, 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 no. no. You genuinely be irritated. Irritated. <sighs> so we can't travel to Dubai yet. So, to, yet we can't travel to the UAE. Yes. It's, uh, it's, so it's, there's no the, the the visa restrictions have not been list, lifted. Ah, yeah, please give us context to it, just in so case. The, you know. Yeah, that, you basically said what it is, but they've started nego- they've started talks already. So the it's obviously not the president to the president that is talking right now. So the ministers and the you know um, key officials have, have started talking, and obviously along the line the visa restriction will be you know be lifted. But it's not it's not something immediate. It's not something that's going to happen like that. That was initially reported. I think it was the president's spokesperson that jumped the gun. I think he was just trigger happy. He wanted to just win. He wanted his first W and he got his first L. Um, yeah, so that's it at the end of the day. I know a lot of Nigerians want to go to Dubai because that is seen as, you know how Nigerians, we always look at one particular country 
and decide to descend on it because it gives us that life, that kind of aesthetic. Let me speak like Gen Z. And you know, UAE, Dubai, UAE has been the place for like a decade plus right now. I'm not going to Dubai has fucked up some people's bags. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a tourist destination. Yes, yeah, a tourist destination globally anyway. And you know, it has fucked up some people's bags. You know, there were cases of Nigerians not, you know, behaving properly in Dubai on both genders. I'll leave that, you know, to your interpretation. Where everybody who knows what I'm trying to say, you know, I, you, are, you, are, you are a criminal. This is my bro, both genders have not, they've shown that they are very, they're not great ambassadors of this country. And Dubai, so shout out to Dubai. Dirty behavior. Shout out to dirty Dubai. Behavior. Can I say that? Yeah, Can dirty behavior, that? yes. Dirty behavior. Dubai is not saying you should not be corrupt, though. Dubai is not, because Hush Poppy was living in Dubai. It was when he was going to steal money from Americans, that's where the problem started. But when he starts behaving in a I very jerky, fuck you, yes. Are you? Can I say shitty behavior? Say it now. You are allowed to. <laughs> shitty behavior. It was shitty. <laughs> yeah. But when you start coming out and causing violent episodes or, you know, the the sex work is over, is, is alarming, then, bro, y'all got to chill for a second, fam. You know, at the end of the day, this, this is a Muslim country you guys don't know. In case you guys don't know, this is still a Muslim country. So, yeah. Um, that's why we are doing oh on the on the bad books of you know our of, of it, UAE, Dubai UAE. It's just it's just so sad that no Nigerian like no Nigerian government can still be trusted. Like that was really embarrassing because it wasn't even something cool. anyone was clamoring or like begging for. It was just, it, it wasn't even a conversation. Still, guess what? We were not like they, they announced that, not even, they announced that Tinubu was going to UAE. Announced when he was bro. there. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like you're not even under any sort of pressure to deliver this as a president. So even com- so even coming out to say that you made a stop in Dubai during a foreign trip to discuss ways that they can align Nigerians back into the country, that was going to be enough. Like it was a move that would have been applauded. Yeah. Because even the plan wasn't even even the making of this present gov- government. So why did you just have to like come go and land disgrace yourself? They go on the air. It just makes no sense. It's just shameful. Joe, just for the fact that you, you made a stop there during a foreign trip to even discuss this thing, it shows that you even have concern. Like, even have, like you even know what this means to, to Nigerians. Watching. Like, even it makes sense. Like, it, that was just enough. That was something that was very, really commendable. You know? It's just, it's just shameful. That's just all I have to say. It's shameful. I do think they they would um move the ban very soon. Exactly, that's that's what will happen. But just give us the information. Just say, oh, that's what part of the thing we're discussing. We're still in constant communication on how this thing is going to happen. But this is our wish is that in short, that's why I made the trip. Yeah. To make sure that we to initiate the process. To initiate the process. Finish. So you know, everybody's piling on, you know, um a jury, right? But we don't know the background information. Maybe that's what they, they told him to been, say. Yeah. There might have been a miscommunication, to be honest. Probably. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 it's I, true. I don't but at that level, it's shameful. Yeah, I don't believe a jury just woke up and said... I, I no, no, no. A jury is a lie. No worry, no worry. Okay. A jury can wake up and cook that. Forget What? What? All right. No. There's a difference between when he was working, you know, as a, one <laughs> of the... Steve, you know one year. I think it would be incredibly ridiculous 
for a jury not to have any confirmation, right, that the ban has been lifted, right, and then go and tell people publicly that the ban has been lifted. There might have been a clear miscommunication that was passed on to him. At the end of the day, he's a spokesperson. He doesn't have the the authority to go and say something that has not happened now. It's a fireable offense now. Yeah, that one is true, sure. Do you understand? Especially something that can be confirmed from the other partner. Because I'm sure that's what happened. One, they saw the release and people put out the press release. People probably reached out to them for comments. Yeah. And they said, no, it hasn't happened. Do you understand? Yeah. So I find it hard that a jury would go ahead, even though he was not told in any way that, oh, the ban has been lifted. I'm sure the communication came to him and he was like, oh, okay, let me do my work. I'm the comms person at the end of the day. Like, you know, I that's I, that's what I believe. So, but he takes the heat. He will take the heat. He's yeah, that's what I expect. You take the heat. You know, that's that's what me I feel genuinely, genuinely. So, um, guys, your Dubai destination, Dubai, it's not happening anytime soon. Damn, are you? Yeah. You wanted to go to Dubai now. I wanted to go to Dubai. Yo. You are getting flued out. <laughs> I wish. What had you? I haven't got it. I haven't got it. The last time the trip was cancelled before the vote ban. I wasn't okay. even keen. What were you going to Dubai to do? I was getting uh, flew out. Go she. By who? On Hajia. <laughs> no day. Hajia with oil well. My clients. Yes, yeah. Okay. Which mm. clients is this? Can you tell us which industry? Um, agriculture. What the hell is this, man? You just they play like packet uh, <laughs> You they make me which are you going to do Dubai? Don't deceive yourself. No, they did there. You don't know what you don't know what's going on. You don't know. You don't know. You don't, you don't, don't know. know. Right, let's move into the next thing on the docket. Odumodu black controversy. Yeah. See. Ayo, do you want to give us some backstory real quick? Okay. Uh, everybody knows Odumodu Black. Uh, you know, uh, one of the Not top... everybody knows Odumodu Black. Okay, Odumodu Black is one of the top rappers in Nigeria 2023. He released the very viral hit single, Declan Rice, which was used by Arsenal to um, you know, unveil Declan Rice again. Um, he was meant... So, Odumodu Black was meant to bring out his mixtape like two weeks ago, but it was held back for some unknown reasons. So, he decided to drop a single called um, C.O. Luomo. Now, everybody knows who MC Lomo is, or most Nigerians should know who MC Lomo is. He's notorious within the political circles, especially in Lagos. He's the head of the NURTW, um, I believe. Um, yeah. And since the election, he has not, or before the election, I think from 2020, 2019, 2018, when Ambode was kicked out of office, MC Lomo has not been seen in the best of light, especially among Twitter using Nigerians or Lagosians. And he's seen as one of the key figures in the reason why Lagos is where it is today, why it's under a certain monopoly, you know, from a particular cabal. And now that M. Solo, um, Odumodu Black released a song called M. Solomon, people believe he's tone deaf. Now, why is he naming a track after somebody so controversial? And we all saw videos of him during the election period of, you know, him allegedly intimidating voters, especially 
voters from the south is that they should not vote they should not come out and vote and we all know how polarizing the last election was you know between peter obi atiku and you know eventually our new president president tunubu so to say to say the least or to say the most you know emsolo is not the most loved person among Lagosians and even nigerians by extension and here comes a rapper that has been on a good wave on a good run and he now decides to name his track emso lomo he doesn't reference him directly on the track but you know the song is called osium lomo and there's a lyric you know behind that as well and you know it's in you know, a divided opinion on twitter some said oh it was wrong for him to do that and some just say at the end of the day it's just fucking music you know you can't censor art so that's where we are here odumodu black emso lomo Thank you for that breakdown, Aya. Yeah. I love your breakdowns. Thank you. Thank you so much. So, why is there controversy? You've explained that. I yeah. don't see why there's controversy. And I've exhausted my energy. Um, you guys killed us in the group chat too. You and Steve. Yeah, I came with Steve and, and Samson. So, it was Steve and Samson versus me and Ephraim, right? And I've exhausted my energy. All I want to say is that you need to give artists um um creative license to do whatever they want to do yeah right and they have any right to be able to create the kind of art they want to create i don't think you should put a lid on it you, you, we don't put a lid on it when it comes to the movie industry i don't see why you should put a lid on it when it comes to the music industry right this this what what odumodo has done with this track is nothing is not new at all there's nothing new compared to what has happened in hip-hop for ages you can start with some of the most iconic hip-hop artists creating a personal a pseudo personal a, a, a character associated with their brand nas escobar nori noriega capon capon right and the list goes on even um, recross um, recross recross freeway recross yeah. right the guy who the whole snowfall this yeah um, 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 Notorious B.I.G. calls himself the Black Frank White. The Black Frank White. Right? Griselda. The Griselda is named after the, they call her the cocaine godmother. Netflix yeah. is just doing a show on her. Right? Blanco. There are so many people that have been named after notorious people. Right? And created a personality and that persona or created music. For crying out loud, everybody sang, I think I'm Big Mitch. Larry like, Hoover. Go and Google, do your Googles. Yeah, go and see you Big Mitch and Larry Hoover. Do you understand? Who do you think Rich Potter is? Yeah. We all celebrate watching, what's the name of the movie? Cameron and Mikai Pfeiffer were in. Paid in Full. Uh, we all celebrated watching Paid in Full. But we that's a true life it. story. That's a true life story. Yeah. So, are you telling me if they do a true life story of Elusiolo Omona, you go and attack the Nollywood filmmaker? Reality is reality. Do not circle out an artist who has created something, curating what reality is. Get mad at the reality. That's Don't what get mad so at cool. the Get mad at what your reality. The artist has creative license to do what they can, they want to do. See, guys. Let's keep it a buck. We all sang and danced to Yahoozie. That's a song glorifying and celebrating internet fraud. Bro, Yahoozie is going too far. We have recent songs. You know, when someone says all these Elomos boys and all you, everybody's dancing to it and you don't get mad at that, then you get mad at the guy because he sang a song and named it after somebody that 
is in people's bad books. Come on. You have to give this guy credit. You can't, you can't, it's either, see, if you want to do what you are doing to the Moody Black, then let's do a hard stop. And let's stop it. But right now, Charlie Poppy's song called Ex Convict is chatting on, is, is currently chatting. The jump, huh? Because you guys are listening to it and you guys are enjoying it. You are, you are playing it in the club tonight as we are recording. And people are turning up to it. So let's keep it a buck. If we want to do a hard stop and then become a country that is focused on morals and values, which we've obviously lost, that's fine. And then we do a hard stop. And then the radio stations don't play this record. And nobody acknowledges it. But if you're not going to do that, and then you want to single out one person because you think it's an easy target to get to, then I'm calling BS on it. That's what I have to say. Steve. Mr. Sudede. Okay, you done. I'm done, thank you. So, you, you, you are still continuing this mistake of... Just put your lips on the mic. You are still continuing this mistake of making this thing about oh, crime, people committed crime or not. La Ruva or whoever you just mentioned is not... Let me, let me, let me go back, right? Nigerians as a people, we have a lot of tolerance for crime and criminal. Like we've discussed this in several times on this podcast. Nigerians know his criminals and he refers to the kind of people we analyze and we make our leaders. Nigerians just, we just hate poor people. So as far as you have money, Nigerians will love you. But I miss this level of tolerance, right? There's, there's nothing as divisive as politics, tribe, and religion. This aspect of human identity, eh, it's it, it's so like it's so it's 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 so emotional, you know, and it leads to like positive and negative consequences, right? Religious, for example, religion, for example, we know historically, historically, we know that it has played a like it has led to like it has been a source of conflict and division and violence. We know for religion, for politics, we know how polarizing it is. Even though in our last elections, where individuals or groups with like different political views have become like really hostile, not just in Nigeria, from election election cycle in Nigeria to even Brexit to even Trump 2019 elections, tribe we know one no tribe is that is the issue with this Enso Lomo thing. Enso Lomo is not hated just because he's an alleged thug or gangster. Nope. He was he's a figure that was very divisive during the during the last election. This man supported a candidate. I have to be very honest, was not really very popular among young people. He also played a huge role in the alleged intimidation of voters, alleged violence in set, on certain tribes during the election, right? This is how it became a hot topic. Like, this is how, this is what made this issue very different from, oh, dancing, people were dancing uh, to Yahuze or dancing to Sholi Poppy. So saying that the outrage, this outrage over this M. Solomon song is hypo- hypocritical, it does not make sense because the outrage isn't even out of morality. You understand know I me? Mean? The outrage is because of our person, of how personal people took this man's action during the last election. It's not the same as Nigerians dancing to songs about internet crime and criminals. It's very different. So this, this is the counter to the argument. I was not arguing with you about um about the artist and artist um, freedom of uh, license to 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 create about any subject they want to create. 
every artist in the world, they have that license. Guess who also have the license to react to the music? Anyhow, they want to react to it. The fans, the people who are spending, who are streaming the song, the people who are who they are creating this this music for. You get so yeah, that's I have one. That's the, I have that point against your argument. But for the whole creative license, nobody is saying you don't have. You can sing about anything, but people can also react to whatever you are doing as an artist. That's why you've opened your life to. Those are that's how you open your art to. That's why you're a pop. You're an artist because people can critique your your record and your songs and your art. You know, so yeah, that's just my own opinion about every the whole outrage over this MCO Lomo thing. You know, this is MCO Lomo that um, um, Tennis sang about, and people were not all that heated. A lot, there was a lot, there was a couple of side talks on Twitter, but at that time he wasn't this figure that he, he was right now. Then it was there was a lot of maybe um, myth around him. People just know what he did, or especially from that so low and number the election, right? But during, during this election, he was really, really popular. You know, even from answers to the election. You know, so that's what has, you know, co contributed to this outrage. Yeah, it's not a moral, it's not a question about morality. Nobody cares about what Nigerians just have money, Nigerians will like you. Nobody cares. You know? Yeah, that's 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 just my own take. Thank you very much, Mr. Steve Dede. Aya, do you have any take or no, nah, you you guys have said it already, bro. I don't have any other take. Okay, thank you very much. Um, I wanted to talk about the educational system in Nigeria. I saw this tweet from um Eldvine on Twitter, and he said. Both my wife and a few friends who are doing their masters in the US very quickly realize what I try to tell people about how we learn in Nigeria. We do we do rote rote learning and fact speaking and too much academic knowledge. American education prioritizes critical thinking and insights and a whole lot of challenging assumptions and perspectives. It's how people learn to think. It forces you to understand both your subject matter and the nuances around it, which improves your effectiveness. I hundred percent agree with what he's saying. What do you, what do you guys? What what are your thoughts on that, guys? Oh yeah, Nigeria's educational system is just to pass and not to understand. You know, not to understand what you're reading or the core subjects, and that's why a lot of us in university, after writing our exams, uh, the moment you step out of the exam hall, it's done. We don't know we don't know anything again about that thing because it's more or less for you to pass or fail. And I remember when an American lecturer came, that was the first time we really understood what was being taught to us because he told us that look, the way they're teaching you guys is wrong, you know, and the way they even mark our our exams is totally wrong. So the guy really broke down courses for us. We didn't really have to cram anything. We just understood the core concept of what was being told and we applied it. So even in his own test, there were more of applications. How do you apply this instead of the rigid questions uh, lecturers would give to us? And I think that was the best, you know, lecture. He was a professor. He's dead now. He was a Liberian, American Liberian. And uh, yeah, the, our, our system here is just children out people who are best at reading and cramming. And not people who really understand anything. And when you do that, you don't really bring out... That's why our graduates are half-baked. Nigerian graduates are half-baked at the end of the day because you use all these many years... And when you come out, you know, into the labor markets, it's like you don't know Jack. 
Yeah, absolutely. Because you don't have the like you've never applied it. Yeah, you don't have the meta capacity to take this over. Yeah, you're not thinking about you're not applying what has been taught to you in real life scenarios. What you're doing is just regurgitating everything that has been taught to you and you're more like cramming it and ensuring you don't forget so you can deliver the same thing on paper. And yeah, it's it's I don't know how we got here, but of course it affected me you know, schooling. I'm sure it affected a lot of people who schooled in Nigeria. And yeah, I please, people who have gone to school, you know, abroad, um, the UK, US, or anywhere in Europe, whatever, please write to us and let us know your experience being a student. Probably, I like people who have, who, you know, actually did their BS in Nigeria and then gone on to do their master's or MSc or MBA you know, in a foreign country, please write to us and tell us what your experience is and how you've been able to navigate. I mean, first of all, the culture shock in terms of education and learning and then how you've been able to navigate it. I also saw this video, one jobless boy put up um, back in August, right? It was a clip of a gentleman who visited The View, Your View, rather, the TVC show. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, and it's a very interesting clip, so I, I want to play it right now for you guys. Who told you that you must go to school? Where did you get the idea from? Who ingrained that thinking into you? A child is not supposed to go to school until the child is four years old. Because we destroyed the public education, a generation of private school owners came and started coming up with pocket and program us into the bondage of education so they start talking of uh, preschool kindergarten uh, all kinds of names for the first four years where nothing and many people now that's what you are spending money on so your husband is earning 250 you are earning 80,000 or 100,000 so the total money coming to your family is 350 the school fees you are paying is 200 where's the wisdom can't somebody stay at home and say look you know what for the first four years of my child's life, Even I'm going five. to stay, I'm going to homeschool this child. My husband, you'll be working. I will stay at home. Many women that are working today, they are not supposed to be working. It has nothing to do with family. It's about my family. What's our family value? This is the formative stage of this student. Stay at home because what you are going to earn is not even anything. You are going to earn 100. So if you are earning something big, they might say, okay, only maybe you, are, the man will be the one to stay at home. Because we see this happening. So we should diffuse ourselves. Please say that again, sir. Because the, your voice was very is, loud when you were saying the women can no, stay at home. If, if the woman, woman is earning more, more, the man should stay at home. Uh-huh. It's happening everywhere. It is for your family. The man will not stay at home. You will school these people. Because one of the things that has affected us is because we have this mindset of full-time housewife. Full-time. There is nothing like that anymore in the 21st century. Because everybody full-time housewife. Because everybody can work from home now. Yeah. So from home, you can be a millionaire, a billionaire from your home. There are many things you can do from home. So there is nothing like, hey, I don't want to be a full-time master. You can be a stay-at-home mom and run things from home and take care of the formative stage of your children. When it's now time for them to go to school, the most important education is primary and secondary school. Anything after secondary school, you are fooling yourself. Majority of the university today, they are all just wasting their life away. Because many of the courses you are studying is useless. What are your thoughts, guys? Oh, now wow. Uh, I agree with what you said at the, at the tail end, where the important part is primary and secondary. You know, uh, whether you whether we want to believe it or not, not everybody 
is going to ha- not everybody needs to go to university so you might go to a technical school you know so yeah. you might not learn a trade and it's fine you know as long as you're literate and you can function basically then it's fine not everybody has to go to university but in nigeria we believe that almost if you don't go to university you know is you almost seem like it almost seems like you're illiterate it's even bad if you even go to polytechnic and you only have one degree omd it's like you have baked and everything the beginning part mm-hmm. i'm not too sure you know i don't really agree with that one at all i don't really agree with that one at all at all at all because in nigeria a lot of families need the husband and the wife to go to work that is just a reality that's an economic reality for a lot of nigerians so you understand what i think what he should be talking about is the quality of education even got from these places like his nursery and all those ones you know i think we should have on the quality of education and not allow any tom dick and harry to just build schools because they have the money and not to bring your child and nothing really happens to your child your child doesn't have any how will i put it doesn't have knowledgeable your child doesn't do anything basically so i don't agree with that first part but the, the other part you said towards the end i agree with that one okay so i actually agree I, i i align with him in the first part where he said i don't see why your child should be going to should be going to school at two years old one year old two year old three year old four year old maybe by four the child should start school yeah and this is coming from me who by one my kid was already going to school yeah. <laughs> do you understand by one but then i'm starting to see in other countries right that they don't allow their kids to start school until they are four so really why are kids going to school at one and i like how he broke it down and said it was the private schools that started to convince parents that their kids should be coming to school before the age of four Because I don't think public schools allowed it, did they? They didn't know. I'm not sure if there's been a public... A I don't think I've even seen a public knowledge school before. I'm not sure. You know, you have to be of a certain age before you be able to come to school. So, I also understand that this was also birthed from the fact that both parents had to work. And with both parents working, you know, where, where are you going to put your kid? Right? You didn't want to put your kid at home with the house help. You were scared the house help wouldn't take care of your kid well or your mom was not maybe living in that region or whatever and so there was now a necessity because everything is business everything in business is opportunity right yeah there was now that necessity for a crash mm-hmm. and then the probably crashes and then the primary schools now figured out oh, why don't we open a crash and compete with these crashes right yeah, yeah. and then we can i mean the pipeline Well, what we have right now is that one-year-olds, 1.5-year-olds, two-year-olds who shouldn't be going to school are actually going to school and they don't do anything there. They put on TV for them, private schools, right? Mm-hmm. And they just and they just take care of them and clean, the, and, you know, clean their diapers and yeah. whatever. I think, yeah, because I think the Nigerian educational system also accelerates the way children leave, enter primary school and leave primary school. I remember um uh, I did primary six, and that was because my parents insisted that we do primary six. We do the whole six years. But I knew my people from too. yeah, I knew people from primary four that didn't come entrance, and we we're going to straight up secondary school. And when they get to secondary school, by the swan they do their YX, you know YXF, and at fifteen or sixteen they're not in university. And you I'm know like, what has happened now? That's crazy. Do you know there are more younger people in, like, 
there are more younger people in schools and in classes that they were in our sets. Yeah. In our set, they were more older people. Yeah, you saw older people. Yeah. School, they were older people. Then in uni, they were in their 20s. Now, people in their unis are 15. People are finishing uni at 18. Yeah. In our set, people are finishing uni at 24. Yeah. But uh, see, I understand if an 18-year-old is university, if it's exceptional, like if you're a genius, so they have to fast track you. But if you are clearly just an average student, that I don't see why you should be in university by fifteen or sixteen for kind of Bro, people they finish people they finish uni at nineteen. Yeah, and I'm like, you are not exceptional. You're not a genius. Your IQ is not that high. So what? It's because our education system doesn't have structure. Where your six years and must I be six years. Your three years in junior yeah, high, junior secondary school must be three years, and senior secondary school must be three mm. years. And I feel, I feel it's this whole crash thing and all that getting in school early that has kind of accelerated and pushed them through the pipeline faster. Also, schools want to always show that oh, we have a higher standard of of teaching. So by SS one, SS two, our students are ready, which is a bloody lie. Most of these private schools don't have any high standard of nothing. It's only high school fees they have. They don't have any high standard nothing. Yeah, yeah, I just wanted to share that. Yeah. And guys, I want you to also write and tell us what you think about that. That was just an interesting topic and I've had that on the docker for a minute. Where is Steve? <laughs> Steve, are you sleeping? Steve is where he is. Steve, don't sleep. No, 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 sorry, I was, I was, um, someone was whispering something to me, so I didn't want the person to come closer. Who's whispering something to you at nine minutes to midnight? He's a, he's um, a married man, so please leave him. Let us whisper to him. Put your lips on the mic. Is your lips somewhere else? Can you put it on the mic? My lips is on the mic. Pause. Well, who's who's whispering to you at nine minutes to midnight? Yeah, because they're still asking me what I'm doing here now. I thought I was recording. Okay, yeah. we're almost done. We're almost done. Yeah. We're done. As a matter of fact, we're actually done. This two we're hours. Done. We've recorded yeah, for two hours. hours. We're, we're done. done. We're done. We don't try. We're done. We don't try. We're okay. done. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. It's a wrap, ladies and gentlemen. It's a wrap. Where did this energy come from? <laughs> for me, we don't. It's always been like that now. I was just distracted. Don't mind me. All right. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of your favorite podcast, Loose Talk. Yeah. And yep. Then, yep. Yeah, we'll catch you on the next episode. To the lose. Peace out. ever had an idea for a podcast or audio series but never followed up on it because you don't know where to start global village is here to help turn your dream into reality from expert scripting and seamless production to high quality audio and visual recording we make podcasting simple even remotely from our virtual studio whether you're looking to captivate podcast listeners or reach a broader audience on social media We have the tools and expertise to amplify your voice across all platforms. Don't wait any longer. Email us at info at globalvillage.studio and let's bring your podcast to life together.